0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This week on Real News Podcast, we talk about The Way,
1: remastered on Nintendo Switch, followed up by Cody's playthrough of Sleep Tight on Steam. After that, we dive into the off-topic discussion of What is the Accurate Gamer Stereotype? All that and more on this week's episode of real dudes podcast welcome one welcome all to the real dudes podcast my name is kyle and we got cody howdy ho everyone and with cody we have got carrington hey 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 guys we're missing Andrew today, temporarily, but we're still going to have a kick butt show uh, pssh, to kick pssh. things off. Um, why don't we talk about something that's going on in Cody's life? We're going to get real personal here with him. And uh, <laughs> I mean, real personal. Uh, yes, I'm still a ginger. <laughs> <laughs> Cody. You have a PlayStation on its way to you. I do have a PlayStation on its way. How do you feel about this?
2: I feel fine. I feel like I'm not going to have enough time to play the games I want to play. But I am getting it for the PlayStation exclusives, um, like story games.
1: Like
2: Uh, Spider Man? Spider Man, um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Stuff like that.
1: Do you have any intentions of playing Spider-Man? Oh, yeah.
2: I bought the um, uh, Spider-Man edition PlayStation, so I better. it's
3: too real.
2: So bright red Spider-Man logo, and I just got to find a way to, like, mount it on my wall so it looks cool and doesn't hide in the cabinet.
1: God. Was your initial... uh, motivation to buy the playstation 4 spider-man yes or just playstation yeah. exclusives in general
2: because i mean spider-man okay. <laughs> totally spider-man 100 it Spider-Man.
1: looks amazing
3: yeah
1: i need to get one as well i do so do you think since you got playstation xbox and pc the next runner up on your list would be the switch right <laughs> no. I want to try to uh, slip that in there. So what would be more exciting? What, like, What's more exciting to you, the fact that you're getting a PlayStation or the fact that he got to drive Carrington's car last week? <laughs> <laughs> the PlayStation. I don't like
2: Carrington's car. Yeah. Uh, the fact that I have to, like, floor it in order to move is just horrible. But apparently eco mode makes it suck, but... Once you turn off eco mode, it has some torque to it,
1: but... So do you think... In eco mode, it's terrible. Do you think that it could beat a Subaru in a race? Any Subaru? Oh, any Subaru, yes. My Subaru, no.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yours is special, Cody? Yeah, because I'm driving. Of course, of course.
1: (laughs) I mean, just kind of running down the whole... Scenario: You guys went out and got some food last weekend. Went to a Reds game. Did you? You guys? Did you have to charge it all throughout that evening?
3: Yes. Uh, we, there was a parking garage.
1: Every and it and was you just free. Now, we have to pay for parking. Yeah,
3: parking was like five bucks, though. But I mean, eh,
1: that's not bad. So, so since we are super far off topic with what our podcast is, I just, I'm just going to go into just saying this. Has anyone ever gone into a charging station for cars and just started unplugging all the cars? <laughs> Not that I know of. <laughs> is it possible to do that? I want to. Or is there like some kind Can of lock I? system for when you plug it in?
3: Mine does. I don't know if all cars have them, though.
2: You,
1: what is your lock system?
3: It's a button right on the dashboard. It's a lock.
1: Okay. Okay. So you have to hit the button order for it to stop charging or you, uh, check yeah. the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: And there's an auto mode, but I haven't used it yet. Like right. An
1: auto lock, but I haven't. Well, used that it. kind of shot my plan down of trying to sabotage <laughs> people's cars. Yeah, that'd be fun.
3: <laughs> and when we were Anyways. there last week, there were two other cars charging. Two other cars. I had. No- they were plug-in hybrids, um, which was kind of cool. Oh really? Yeah.
2: Yeah. A vo- uh, a Volvo diesel and a Honda something. Yeah. No, it was uh, not a diesel.
1: Passport. Probably. I was I
2: was saying how hybrid diesels would be dope. But
1: all right. Is that gas mileage would be. Insane? So now that we our audience uh, has listened to, you know, the whole reason our that talk. we record to talk about cars and <laughs> exclusive consoles. We should probably <laughs> We're get now into cars. our car Indie Car yeah. <laughs> podcast. Indie Car video game. <laughs> Uh, console podcast, uh, we should probably get into what we've been playing. So crew two. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Carrington, uh, a while back we got in touch with, um, a developer and, uh, I, I hate that we're actually reviewing it right now, uh, this far out, but, um, it is a puzzling dream who developed the game called the way and they re-released or they released on the switch as a remastered version. And uh, from what I've seen with the game, it looks it looks really interesting. Uh, it almost kind of reminds me of a mind or a mass effect, like a 2D mass effect with just some of the slides that I see in the game. Why don't you tell us about it?
3: So I've never originally played the way. So I have no idea what do. So I never originally played the way, so I don't know what the is different about the remaster as opposed to the original version. Okay. Unfortunately, but I was able to play the Switch version. It was it was actually really cool. I do. I'd say the first 30 or so minutes was a lot better than the rest of the game as far as gameplay was concerned, because the puzzles were very intuitive and actually very cool, whereas the rest of the game, the puzzles can be very in difficulty from super easy to incredibly hard for no reason. And it, it it switches up that way throughout the rest of the game, which I thought was kind of weird. But uh, the game kind of opens up. I The opening is fantastic, um, let me tell you. So it opens up with this guy digging up a grave. It's his dead wife. He doesn't really uh. accept her death. Um, it turns out both of them were on some sort of science team, and they were on a different planet or... Yeah, a different planet. And they found this temple, so to speak. And he believes that this temple has the ability to bring his wife back. And, okay. And, uh, you know, it was just... I'm going to leave it at that without any spoilers, but the game itself brings into question, you know, the importance of life and how you deal with someone uh, when you lose them.
1: Okay, that's a lot deeper than what, I, what the game appeared to be, to me at least.
3: Yeah, yeah, me too, because I didn't, I wasn't expecting that, and uh, I will say that the story is really good. It was the, the gameplay itself of the way that really, that, that was hit and miss with me a lot uh, throughout the series. Okay. And nice that's serious about the game.
1: <laughs> um. So, is there? I mean, from your perspective, playing through the game, what difference? Like, what would you change about it that would you know probably be more appealing to the average gamer?
3: Probably the difficulty of a lot of the puzzles. I mean, right out the gate, as soon as you land on that planet, it it like I said, it varies a lot within the first five minutes of how how difficult they can get, and it can be frustratingly mm-hmm. difficult. So when you start off, you can just run and jump, and then you eventually get a gun. Uh, the gun's pretty simple um, at first, and then as soon as you land on the planet, you run into all kinds of enemies very quickly that either you're going to have an easy time with or a super hard time with, depending on your level as a gamer. But okay. then it gets ridiculously frustrating when you pick up this, like, shield thing. Um, I had a hard time controlling it and, and getting the timing right a lot of times. So that was, for me at least, was really difficult um, just to keep that in mind. The story, like I said, make, it makes you think a lot. Uh, like I said, it, it brings up the meaning of life and how to deal with someone you, uh, you love. Okay. And so the story is definitely worth it. Just keep in mind that it is a really hard game.
1: Is there a general crowd that you would kind of... Uh... Uh, so our audience advertises to or, or definitely like, our who audience would, who because would this game before
3: I would definitely say our audience would benefit from it for those who love like those the indie gaming scene necessarily mm-hmm. not your casual gamer at all I wouldn't recommend it to a casual gamer uh, probably but if you're used to playing indie games then you will probably enjoy this game
1: okay very cool Um so, yeah, I will I, say the I wish I had it. is
3: fantastic. Oh, yeah, sorry.
1: I was going to say, I wish I had the chance to, to play this game because it definitely looked really appealing to me. Um, and now that you mentioned, you know, what the story is and, and uh, what the character is trying to do throughout the game, it, it sounds appealing. Uh, what were you saying about the artwork?
3: It's gorgeous for a voxel game. So, uh-huh. you know, it's all pixelated and everything. So it, the, the art is fantastic. The music um, was hit or miss. The sound effects are decent. There's surprisingly some voice acting in there. Uh, it was actually pretty good. I, it didn't, it wasn't so bad that it, it distracted, but it, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, whoever played the main character, his voice acting was amazing. It was, it was, it was good. He did the job, uh, as needed. I'm trying to Um, think of anything else.
1: How was, how, how was the game, um, for like bugs and stuff? I mean, was it smooth?
3: Yeah, it was really smooth. There were no frame rate drops that I saw. I mean, there was a couple of sequences and set pieces that are just fantastic. Uh, there's, I mean, there's any, uh, in the beginning of the game, there's a chase sequence that's actually really fun. But mm-hmm. no frame rate drops or anything like that. Um, there were a couple of small glitches that happened. Like when I would try and crawl down a ladder, my character would jump up uh, like to the top of the screen for no reason. And sometimes he would like, move <laughs> like around. Like sling,
1: sling up to like, the top of the screen?
3: Yeah, he just go he boom. He'd be at the top of the screen and then he will be crawling down <laughs> the screen. And I'm like... But nothing. So there was a game breaking bug, as which we were told by the developer when it, uh, it first came out. But that bug has since been fixed. I never okay. saw the bug, that, but he did kind of fix it by the time I, I played
1: it. Sweet. All right. So that is uh, the way, um, way remastered for the switch. Um, Carrington, uh, out of 10, between one and 10, what would you score this game?
3: I would put it probably at about a 6.5 out of 10. 6.5 out of 10?
1: Solid 6.5. Um, and that yeah. is by so, Puzzling Dream.
3: Yeah. just I mean, it's a fantastic story. It was just the gameplay that was very hit or miss for me that kind of bogged it down and bogged the experience.
1: Okay. Sweet. Uh, Cody. Present. Okay. Uh... Wow. There is a game that was also really? <laughs> recently released in the world. No. And, uh, you know, it's a video game. It's called S- Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Nice Batman impression. Uh, so We Are Fuzzy <laughs> uh, released Sleep Tight uh, on multiple platforms. Uh, we had got access to the Steam uh, version of the game. And you had a chance to play it yes I did uh, what'd you think <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, it was all right um, it was uh, it was a tower defense type okay. game is what I would generalize it as um, you start as a little kid. And you're basically fighting away your, like, monsters under your bed type thing. Mm -hmm. So each night, monsters come out. Carrington, what the heck are you doing? (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Each night, um, monsters come out, and you are tasked to fend them off with your nerf gun of sorts. Um, Usually lasts about a minute long. Um, And then you get upgrade points, and you can buy... Uh, defenses and turrets and barriers and all that stuff and do that sort of thing Uh, but and you have to buy ammo which is the stupid part because you get a certain amount of points to spend throughout the day but you spend most of it on ammo and then you can't really research the things you want to research to make it easier on Mm you Um, which is a gripe. I don't feel like you should have to spend all your stuff on ammo.
1: So, you think you're just not going to continue playing the game, like in the game, to um, spend you know on ammo, but also spend on upgrading uh, your your defenses and your uh, offensives? Yeah,
0: okay. yeah,
1: you're you're stuck
2: buying things to manage yourself rather than managing the area. Mm-hmm. Good God um but it was all around pretty cool uh artwork style was nice um the top down uh twin stick shooter as uh, most would call it uh, i played on mouse and keyboard so i didn't have twin sticks mm-hmm. um that's i guess what it is generalized as uh, but it was it was a cool game great artwork um interesting concept behind it um basically you have object. You start with one character, and they have objectives to unlock more characters, which I, I don't feel as much replay replayability to it. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing as uh, I lost my word, seeing as it's the same thing over and over again.
1: Yeah, it's rep- uh, not repetitive. much
2: changes. Yeah. And then you have like each time you start a new character, you basically start from scratch and then you have to do the upgrade process again. Um, and there's no co-op, which I feel like would make this game a lot more fun is having someone else there or whether it be online or like a, not split screen, but two people in one instance, like
1: a, on the couch, couch co-op. Yeah, but not that's, split that's, screen. I'm kind of surprised at the fact that there was no co-op. Because the game, from from the way it looks, it, it looks like it's meant to be played with a friend. Yeah. It, it very
2: well could handle it. And the game would be better if it had it. Mm-hmm. But for me, it, it wasn't my greatest cup of tea. But it was a f- fun game yeah. for the while I played it.
1: Do you see like a general audience that this would be appealing to? Um your tower defense groups okay. um would like
2: this. I it's odd playing a tower defense that's not on mobile. Like I'm I like I think of like Bloons Tower Defense and stuff like that mm-hmm. where you like play on your phone and when you're on a car trip. Um so it's odd playing it off of that, but it is on Switch. Ugh, it is on Switch. <laughs> so you can, I guess, play it on your car trips, which is basically mobile. So you're basically playing on a fo- on a phone if you're playing it on the Switch. Um, so
1: it's a great analogy. But yeah, yeah. I <laughs> side story. I have I carry my Switch around in my jacket at work sometimes, and someone said that is the biggest phone I've ever seen. So you're not too far <laughs> from that. Yeah. So Switch Switch. Gamers or mobile gamers, which doesn't really make oh, them gamers,
3: hey, right? Hey. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's all take a step back. Those are fighting <laughs> <are funny> words. <laughs> sorry, sorry.
1: I, I I, don't know. I don't want to say I hate to hear that. Um, I feel like this game was going to be better than what it's sounding like. Because to me, looking at it, it reminds me of like a Pixar game. What a Pixar game would be to. to yeah. You know, it's got, I don't know, it just looks like something that Pixar would make and publish and release. Uh, The monsters remind me very much of like Monsters, Inc.
2: type monsters. Kind of like a Kingdom Hearts animation type thing.
1: Yeah. But uh, is there any... Top-down twin-stick shooter. Is there anything in particular that you would like to see, like if they came out with a sequel?
2: No sequel. I feel like they would need to do a new IP like add-ons oh, okay. of what they have. Okay. Just, just like free releases, make the game better co-op Kinda modes, like a uh, different Fortnite way to 9, upgrade things, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Just free updates to the game to make the base game better rather than putting Pre-able out a sequel that, yeah, that didn't fix the issues that the first one already had.
1: That's an interesting uh, way to look at it. Yeah. Division. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very. Much. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, Cody.
3: Have I got the game for you? It's called uh, <laughs> Sanctum Two. I, I'm pretty sure it has a. It's free right now on Steam. What? Well, it's been free. I think. I don't know if it still is, but it was free for some time by Coffee Stain Studios. Um, they made this game back in I think 2013. It's It's tower defense, it's co-op, it's online, and I believe these are the people that brought us um, Goat Simulator. Yep, it is. Same people that brought us Goat Simulator. It's not like Goat Simulator, though. This is a legit game, (laughs) I promise. (laughs) I used to play this a lot. This came out before Goat Simulator, Um, but it's a great game. (laughs) I would highly recommend it. Uh, I
2: shall find it and try it if it's free. I don't want to spend money on it. If <laughs> it's free, I think it's do So, like, I don't uh, okay. What is I'll your final verdict
1: on this game, man? What, what's your rating? Um, Just lay it on us.
2: I feel, I feel like it's a it's a good base game that could get a lot better with time yeah. and updates. Um, the fifteen dollars Steam price tag, I feel, is high for what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, lower it. 10 bucks or so with what you got and if If they Do updates with it Then you could charge for updates if you want to Who cares (laughs) Um, It depends on the audience who Maintains to be play it Uh, But for me I give it about a 5 out of 10 Okay Uh, Mediocre um, Not terrible but not really great either Just A game to pass by great for Kids (laughs) I think like Mm -hmm just like sit them down on your computer. Very easy to learn. But for more of an adult audience, I don't think it's the best for.
1: OK, so again, uh, that is Sleep Tight by We Are Fuzzy. And uh, you can pick that up on uh, Steam and Switch and I think PlayStation and Xbox as well. Um. So why don't we?
2: I don't I don't think so. Oh, really? I think it, it I think it's just Steam and Switch, Um. Steam
1: and Switch. OK um so let us take a break there uh you can hear some of these sweet sweet ads and uh we'll get back with our off topic
0: do you remember the days when console games were pure simple fun no look crates season passes or crowdfunding you just paid for the game and it was yours to keep you didn't have to sit through hours of boring cutscenes, and there were no loading screens to keep you from the action At Four Horses Games we remember those days and we aim to bring them back. Miles and Kilo, our latest release on the Nintendo Switch, is pure action from start to finish. Run, jump, slide and swing your way across 36 action packed levels as you and your dog try to escape a haunted island battling bosses along the way.
3: Still need more? 20 tough achievements and a time attack mode keep you going that extra mile. Reviewers are saying that Miles and Kilo is a must have title.
0: Available now on the Nintendo Switch and coming to other consoles later this year.
1: Have you ever been reading through a stack of comics and thought, hey, maybe I should see what the Arkham Asylum game is all about? Or been playing Marvel vs. Capcom? And felt like you were at a real disadvantage because you didn't know who half the characters were? Well, Play Comics is the show for you. I'm Chris, and each episode, I take a look at video games based on comic book properties and how well they stick to that
3: source material. So, whether you know the comics and want to actually learn how these games work,
1: or know the games and want to know what the hell is going on. Go check out Play Comics at playcomics.com, the Trust Bros Network, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts.
0: Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... What's up everybody? I'm Tyler,
3: uh, I'm Lucas, and I'm Chris. And we're better than static. We meet up once a so week and talk about movies, comics, and video games. I don't I don't want to talk about that. What what Why are you complaining about all the topics I bring up? I'm trying to sound professional, Chris. But we're not that good. We we are too good. We may not be great, but we are better than static. You guys can hit up iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, and YouTube to check us out.
0: If you like video games, debates, and silly banter, you'll love GamerHead's podcast. Outside of
3: your store, because I do feel like your store knows its identity. I do. I think that you guys know what um, you are. No. not always. Really? It sells fidget spinners. Well. Not anymore. I mean, for yeah. a while. Not but, I mean, anymore. Not, not You're not that experiment. experimenting not, with Not anymore. That's what I'm saying, though. You were just <laughs> experimenting.
1: <laughs> uh, Golf was made by a Japanese guy. Yeah. Yeah. Go Iwata. Yeah. Beginning. Oh, with the game. Yeah, not the okay. sport. Yeah. Okay, I was yeah. like, huh. Most well, speaking of Nintendo. <laughs> Follow GamerHeads on Podbean at GamerHeadsPodcast.Podbean.com. Ah. So, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed those ads. And uh, as far as news goes, so we don't have anything in particular this week to cover. Um, so we just are going to go straight into our off topic. Um... At the beginning of this day, I didn't really have anything as far as off topic discussion goes, uh, any topics. So I posted on our Instagram story uh, what should we discuss on this episode? And our friends over at Raspy Voice Kids uh, sent us a reply. And their reply to us is what is the most accurate gamer stereotypes?
3: That's a really good question. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So, Karen, why don't you take us off? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, Some accurate gamer stereotypes. That's a really good question, because that's not something I really think about too often. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. When when I can think about... Not, not in our group of friends necessarily, but in from what I've like, been able to experience when I'm out in the world and communicating with other people, they, they don't seem to have the uh, social awareness that most people do, even though they're very social creatures.:
1: <laughs> So are you saying that the gamers are considered uh, like socially, would it be awkward?
3: Awkward, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, awkward.
1: Okay.
3: Um, it's not that a lot of people think that gamers aren't social. That's far from the truth. They're very social. I just feel like they yeah. don't pick up on a lot of social cues that uh, most people would pick up on.
1: Okay. See, when I read this, I instantly thought of like the late eighties, maybe mid eighties, um, to to the the stereotypical nerd. Like, mm-hmm. your are he- hee individual uh, that, you know, played D&D, loved video games. Uh, nowadays, I don't think we see that as much. I because I, no. I, I feel like I feel there's like sp- people
2: still assume it. I think yes. people do.
1: Exactly. Non
2: gamers assume it. Yeah. But most gamers aren't. Yeah, I
3: completely. Bye, Kyle. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he was going Rip. to say. Yeah, me neither. I do feel um, like something like D and D is making a comeback, and like the I want to get into it. It's a lot of fun. I have played like a Star Wars version of it. And it's, uh, I want to try. It's it. a lot of fun. The last time I played, I, I have a great story about that. So we had a group. We did a, what a, a one-off adventure and
2: is this going on the episode or yeah might as well we'll see we'll
3: see what, what kyle okay. does with it okay so this it was a one-off adventure so it doesn't it's not a campaign it didn't continue because mm-hmm. we didn't have our normal crew with us so we I, we decided to do this one-off adventure where we had to save this droid that was in an illegal fighting ring and um was I, I i was the dm so i was in charge and so a guy who had never played before, we gave him a character with its own stats and everything cuz he had never played before. And so the characters had to get some information about like where this underground fighting arena was and stuff like that. So this guy brings him back to their house and he's got all this like rare stuff, like rare art. You know, he's obviously like an art collector and um so I'm trying. I'm describing everyone, like, the room to them and, you know, what's, what's mm-hmm. around them and everything. So this guy who had never played before, he's like, hey, can I ask our host, can I just take this expensive piece of art? And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, roll for it. So I gave him this super hard roll. And he aced it. So essentially, he just walked into this dude's room, <laughs> picks up this rare art and says, hey, can I have this? And because he rolled ridiculous, it was essentially just, yeah, sure. You're you're here to save my droid, <laughs> So, yeah, take it. Take what you want. Nice. And we, we laughed for like a good like 10 minutes about it. Because it was just weird. Yeah.
2: I have a Dropbox folder full of like uh one-shot campaigns mm-hmm. that I just don't have anyone to. Do them with, so... We should get, like, a tabletop group together and do something. We
3: should. We might do it here on the RDP channel with the four of us. It's a great small group. It's perfect.
2: Or grab Donovan and Neil or... Oh, yeah. Our local... Our local bunch.
3: yeah. Yeah, we've done a lot of stuff uh, with the Star Wars campaign and stuff, you know. Our characters have gone through ships, made enemies, made friends. We haven't played in probably two years but yeah it's a lot of All fun right. Okay, so back on the topic yes.
2: of gamer stereotypes so we assume them as nerds yes or people assume them as nerds
3: many of us aren't but what well, what do you think of as the stereotypical gamer like what do you think of
2: I th- more like physical appearance or what I think I think of like the chubby dude living in his mom's basement <laughs> for some reason yeah, yeah. like just sitting in a chair and like all he does is video game because that's like in like the movies is like that's what like the hardcore gamer is perceived as is like there's always the fat dude sitting in the recliner with a keyboard on his on his lap or whatnot Mm -hmm. but playing like playing with you guys playing with clan mates and other stuff like i see pictures of them and all that stuff and it breaks the mold it breaks the stereotype and then so my view of gamers have changed but for other people who aren't gamers it's still the fat dude in the basement
3: that's true. Would you think now that your perception has changed? Do you see like the stereotype maybe shifting in your mind at all, or do you just try not to stereotype at all? Your uh, your the the no, st- gamers. uh stereotype.
2: Stereotype has shifted uh, more to uh, like other people like me, mm-hmm. just av- like avid gamers who may even not be super social, but enjoy socializing maybe not face to face with other people type thing but a lot of people have kids and families and all this stuff which is neat to see and it's like still being able to be a gamer and still have life outside of video games work family children and seeing them work their children into their gaming love of video games and stuff like that and stuff is is neat. So my stereotype has changed for sure. Or my visual, my view of stereotypical gamers have changed, I guess I would say. Sure.
1: I, uh, I don't know where I cut uh, There he um, is. That's because fine. I was going on a really good rant, and, I, and <laughs> I did not hear anyone. And I was like, "What happened? Is there, did, did I just hush everyone up or something?" Uh, I don't know where I cut out at, and I be honest, I don't know uh, where you, where you guys are at with Let's it. Let's just
3: say this: we heard nothing of that rant. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So
1: um, this might have already been repeated. And I apologize, but uh, what I was saying. Uh, in agreement with Cody earlier about, you know, the general public looking at, at gamers nowadays and still possibly having that idea of that we are greasy, nerdy, broken glass, duct tape-wearing, suspenders slinging people. Uh, <laughs> Urkel. Uh, Urkel, pretty much. Uh, but, you know, after going to, like, Different conventions and stuff, and you look at the general public there. It's there's such a huge diversity. There's not just one stereotypical person there. There's not that late eighties, early eighties video gamer that's nerdy. There's your moms, your dads, your kids. Um, you've got you know people of all different nationalities that that have the same love for this game. Uh, it's just. It's hard to put that label as, as uh, making sure we're still recording here. Okay, uh, <laughs> that there is one stereotype for a gamer. I don't know if that's what you guys were saying earlier, but that is my viewpoint on it. I, no, I don't think that there is a stereotypical type or a stereotype for gaming.
3: I don't know if there's like your physical as far as like looks. As I don't think that is a thing anymore you know like you were saying like broken glasses suspenders things like that i don't think that exists anymore um but there are some stereotypes that i've seen or have read about or and i've experienced for myself as well like i mentioned earlier like social cues i feel like um like they're very social people i feel like but at the same time like oh to a point to where they're too social.
1: They I don't think know you when to stop to talking. Yeah, I think you have to be social at some like especially if you play multiplayer games, because what you're talking yeah. to people constantly.
3: Yeah, and I mean we have our group of friends that we play with and they're all very social and none of them yeah. have that issue where they talk too much, uh, thankfully. But I just do feel like that for whatever reason, uh, there are certain uh, uh, a lot of people just they just tend to talk and talk. And yeah, talk. <laughs> and they yeah. don't know when to stop. Like, uh, like when I finish the conversation, they're not done for whatever reason. It's just like, ah, yeah, you sure. Know? And then you yeah. just kind of sit, standing there awkwardly, continuing conversation that ended five, ten minutes ago.
2: But I also feel like there can be, like, gaming conversational, but then outside of gaming, they don't, they're not necessarily conversational. Oh, me, for example, I'm very introverted, so in Every day, like face-to-face contact I'm very closed off but like online gaming multiplayer all that stuff I'm like a different person because I don't have to like I'm not (laughs) face-to-face with anyone I'm like in a comfortable um, situation or comfortable environment for me but then I can do whatever I want but everywhere else it's not like that so you can be I I'm, I'm still here. I just lost my word. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I didn't cut out like Kyle did. Um, I, did I got scared. I don't know. Yeah. No.
1: Um, you, I don't know
2: where I was going.
1: It's it's like talking with somebody over the internet or through email. You are you're more com- you're you're comfortable talking with them over that, you know, as opposed to face to face, right? So yeah. Is that kind of what? Yeah. 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 So does that mean? Does that make like people that play different games consi- like kind of a different stereotype? Like the people that play your Maddens and your Fifas compared to the people that play your uh, F- Final Fantasies, Wars, Final your Fantasy, RPGs, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I mean, are those are there's is it, is that a different type of gamer? I guess. It, it, I don't know. My brain's exploding right now in my head.
3: They do exist, but I. Don't know very many people that stick to one genre, but mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen memes about it, um, but I, I wouldn't, I can't recall them like to mind right now, but I've seen memes about, you know, oh, if you play this, the, like RPGs, and then a list. Oh, you play sports games, then a list. You play first person shooters, <laughs> then a list.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But, uh, I do remember first person shooters are more like the. Frat boy kind of type stereotype. I do remember that. Frat I don't boy. know if you guys have. I don't know if you guys have seen that personally or not.
1: Mm-mm. No. I. I no, not m- not my frat boy days. No, I don't remember <laughs> that. No.
3: You don't remember playing hours and hours of Call of Duty and Medal of Honor back in the day. <laughs> uh, mm, no.
1: No, more uh, Legend of Dragoon and Star Wars Bounty Hunter.
3: Both fantastic games yeah. and the, both yeah. very different.
1: See, now they calls into to play, like, people that cosplay and stuff. I guess that yeah, would be considered a, st- a, a gaming stereotype. Level. But, uh,
3: I, so, c- I guess so.
1: Going back to the question, though, the most accurate gaming stereotype. Is there an accurate stereotype for gamers? No,
3: I don't think so, not anymore uh,
1: I don't it's think really so hard to
3: it's, it's really hard to to nail it down. We should have maybe opened this up to the community. we can open this up to the community like what yeah. what is what are stereotypes with gamers that you see now as opposed to what it was 10, 20 years years ago. ago? yeah, yeah,
1: because I think it was very distinctive back then as opposed to now. Because the the industry is just it's growing vastly and it's appealing. It, it's more and more people are finding it appealing,
3: for sure. And I think there was a reason why. Because back then, you know, let's say twenty years ago, video games weren't quote cool, so people weren't as vocal. And if you were vocal about it, you were vocal about it in your circle of friends. But now, games cool, and now everybody does it. So it's really broken that sp- stereotype. Wide open, and 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 it's it's not the same anymore. Yeah, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. And stereotypes in themselves aren't bad things.
1: No, I yeah I agree with you, uh, especially it not being a bad thing because I think for like like it being uh, open to a broader audience, I think that also is open to uh, more people that are wanting to actually get involved in creating video games. That yes makes for sure and which is what it,
3: we need yeah
1: yeah and which Cause is cause what like the we next need step on for the... games in my my opinion
3: are making it being considered as an art form and that's that's it's really hard to break it's already there man i bye kyle it's already there man i i I agree with that but a lot of people do not and I'm talking about mainstream thinking it's an art form. Yeah, because uh, I know a lot of people that that don't want that. Like I don't want my games to be considered an art form I'm, and to me I'm going like why not? Which is the reason why I love something like The Way as far as the story is concerned. I loved it so much because it explored that that question of us as human beings, what is the meaning of life? You know, what does it how, how what does one a person go through when they begin that grieving process when they when they've lost someone that they love mm-hmm. that that is what what we need that on a mainstream level as well not just on the indie level but mainstream video games have to be able <laughs> to, to cover topics like that i haven't yeah. played detroit become human yet but i hear it covers a lot of topics such as you know racism and, and things like that mm-hmm. What about you, Cody? Do you believe that it's reached the level where we it can be considered an art form yet?
2: Um, I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm.
3: Um, I don't know. Is there anything that could change that change your opinion, or or? Make you be able to, to form one?
1: No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I
1: don't know what's going on here. My internet's whacking out. Gotcha.
3: This is new for us anyway, as far as, you know, testing this out and going yeah. for this long uh, with all the cameras set up and everything.
1: Yeah.
3: Um...
2: Yeah, if we plan on keeping this in the episode, for those of the audio listeners, Kyle is disconnecting on and off, so that's why you hear <clears> him <throat> not here
1: most of the time. <laughs> uh, Indeed. Again, I don't know what you guys said over the last few minutes. Um, I just do, I think, and if this has been discussed, we should discuss in a future episodes off topic, uh, is video games art? Because it's a good debate. It is a good debate. And I we think it's it aways, next, next we don't have to do that now. <laughs> okay. Um is there any anything else you guys want to throw in there?
3: As far as our discussion yep. goes, not really.
1: Okay. Well raspy voice. Kids, thank you so much for sending us that suggestion. Um we could start doing this throughout the week, maybe, so, uh, leaving it up. In the air for our audience to decide what we talk about. And if someone does decide our topic for us, then we will shout them out on the episode. Yeah, we will. So like a bows. Um, so yeah, that's it. That is the end of this episode. And you can find us on ww.readucepodcast.com. Uh and you can check us out on Twitter at RealDudes underscore pod, Facebook and Instagram, Real Dudes Podcast. And um so as we've mentioned before, our Patreon page has been revamped. We've got some new tiers set up there and some new benefits for our subscribers and our patrons. Uh so go check it out. Real dude real dudes patreon.com slash real dudes Podcast. Yeah. And uh yeah, we love our Patreons like Phil Hoff. just want to say he is a great supporter of the show.
3: <laughs> Phil the chef who will be on an episode soon.
1: Uh, and <laughs> merch We've got merch out uh, of our spread shop, spread shirt shop, uh, real news podcast. So be sure to check it out. We've got shirts with quotes and shirts with our logos. We've got mugs, bags, uh all the cool stuff that all the cool kids have. So yeah. And on our next episode just for a tease. I am currently playing through um cosmic star uh, heroine on the switch and I'm really enjoying it. And I'm gonna punch my microphone. Um so yeah. You guys and have you anything else you wanna have, throw in there?
3: I I don't know. Uh, Overcooked Touche is on the list. I don't know if it's the next episode or not though, which is why Phil will be Yeah, we're so still. Silly.
1: Well, it comes out, so it'll be out this Tuesday. Yeah, we'll probably end up talking about it. We'll see. So, yeah. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for putting up with uh, my disconnecting. And have a rad day. Bye. See ya. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. And now, an ad from Dad.
3: <clears throat> all right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's what well man. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff.